Welcome to Blue Hearts, a podcast for deep conversation. My name is Maggie Guan, and here I interview inspiring individuals, diving into topics like passion, purpose, happiness, self-improvement, and everything in between. With every form of success or accomplishment, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, and we are here to show the raw and genuine belief systems, worldviews, and perspectives that lead our guests to put their heart into their work and aim for something bigger than themselves. I hope this podcast will serve to inspire you. Welcome back to the Blue Hearts podcast. This 10th episode is actually the first one where we're diving into broad philosophical topics right away. It's going to be 20 to 30 minutes dedicated towards deep questions with one short break in between where we cover productivity and self-development. So our special guest today is Selene. Thanks for having me, Maggie. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Do you want to start by introducing yourself? Yeah, um, I'm 19, currently living in the same house as Maggie up here in Mo Valley. Um, in the past, I, I did work on some stuff in deep tech, like quantum computing and nanorobotics. So um, I'm interested about in that. Um, I used to have a, a background in business and partnerships, but then I became interested more in tech because to me it was like kind of like a kind of like fitting puzzle pieces together that um, it's all interconnected. Um, and it's just more of a valuable skill. And through that, I've been building with a co-founder, Impress, which is essentially a a w- way to to test thumbnails and titles pre-production um, to maximize the views and possible virality that you get uh, out of a video. Um, and I'm going to South Korea next semester because I'm also in Minerva. Uh, mm. And that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and actually, before we get started, could you tell us a bit about how you got started with Impress and like how you came up with the idea? Yeah, so it was actually the first iteration of this house. So the first Edify um, me and a couple of friends, Bettina and Alex, we were we were thinking about how um, we, we wanted to do something, we wanted to start something, and we knew that the creator space was popping. And we weren't, we didn't have a ton of experience on the creator side, but we had always been consumers and kind of on the fan side. Um, all three of us, like other people watch Netflix, we would be watching like kind of YouTube for our, for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had a couple of friends who were, who were in the space, uh, Ben and Luke, um, and they introduced us to Zach and Kate. Um, and we ideated with them and came, came upon this problem. Uh, and so we built it. Uh, and then we had a period where we originally built it kind of as a side project. And we were kind of thinking, like, how are we going to um, how are we going to turn this into a business or work on something else? And eventually we just decided, like, hey, like, we're just going to um, go full time on this because we already have the code. It's already built out. We are already talking to a couple like notable YouTubers. And so kind of went full time on it. Um, we have a few notable YouTubers on the platform. We have Sky, 200K, uh, Andrew Levitt, 130-ish K, um, Mike and Maddie, uh, 80K, um, and Colin and Samir have used our platform as well. Uh, and we're in talks. Uh, we've talked to Blake Robbins and Hattie. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, that's great. And as Selen mentioned, we're actually in the same co-living house right now in Edify. Um, so we're doing this in person, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, I always see him working really hard on Impress and like his other projects, which is really great. Um, so now we're going to dive right into the deep questions. So we're going to start with a classic, which is uh, what is your purpose in life? I think I think you, you asked me this question for the for the YouTube video mm-hmm, as well, yeah. as far as I remember. Um, and I think my answer is like very similar uh, to where like, I think it's just two things. It's like three things, personal happiness, 
impact like altruistic impact and then making my parents proud mm. so personal happiness just was like pretty straightforward like i don't see a reason to like be doing things that you're just not excited about um i think everyone's fundamental goal is just to be happy on like a on like a personal mm. level like you wouldn't be to want you wouldn't be motivated by something or you wouldn't be doing things that don't make you happy to like the altruistic thing that's kind of both an internal and external motivation externally because again like fame and money is obviously great but also just creating an impact where other people are positively impacted in some way is also just something i i i really want to do and the third thing is the parents thing and for me it's like kind of i i believe a lot in like just kind of paying back debts and for me it's like they've literally raised me and made me the person that i am today like they came to canada's immigrants with with nothing but a degree and they've worked up to where they are today like living in a pretty good community uh and being able to raise four kids and the fact that i even have the opportunity to like be able to do the things that i'm doing right now um obviously speaks to how much work they put in and how how great they were so like if they went from zero to where they are today i have to go from like where they are today like have the same percentage increase basically both in like the impact i have monetary value how great my kids are like that kind of thing yeah it's also how that comes from like a place of gratitude it seems and i think the factor of like altruism definitely is closely linked to happiness as you said um so to you personally what is happiness or like how would you define happiness and success uh, i have an interesting definition for happiness so so happiness is first of all how how happiness works is there's two things that contribute to happiness there's eudaimonia and then there's hedonia so eudaimonia is kind of more like a long-term fulfillment mm. and then hedonia is more short-term fulfillment like pleasure and how this works is there's something called a hedonic treadmill and on mm. on a hedonia level which is like more short-term happiness there's always fluctuations which can last anywhere from like a day an hour to a month mm-hmm. and you'll notice that like it's kind of like a, a sinusoidal wave where it's like on an axis on the x-axis and then it just goes up and down and if you zoom in there's like smaller fluctuations as well and that is kind of that short-term happiness more on the long term that's eudaimonia so if the slope of the x-axis which doesn't actually how it works but if the slope is positive then you overall have a fulfillment like you are overall always in going in the positive direction so yeah. the goal is for the for the highs to be higher and the lows to be lower and consistently mm-hmm. do that so always progress um right. and in terms of how that manifests obviously a lot of a lot of happiness is mimetic and a lot of what people want to do is mimetic so it, it it's it's very heavily influenced by your environment so being famous or wanting money is very medically influenced and also it's kind of like just wanting comfort and freedom like in terms of money so mm-hmm. i think a lot of people have have desires um such as wanting money or being famous and i think that's kind of more of that short-term hedonia okay. um because again like when people it's known like the the whole thing of when people get rich they want more money um and so that's kind of the maximizing of hedonia but eudaimonia is just always being in a place where like you're working towards your goals and you're happy with the person that you are and you look back at the person you were 6 months a year ago and you're like I'm much better than that person that person was weird <laughs> yeah, I feel like the drives of like money and fame. I feel like that's definitely unsustainable um in the long run. So I completely agree. And could you talk more about 
uh, what the hedonic treadmill is. So it's like how in the long term we always stay in a constant state of happiness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like the fluctuations always are around an axis and the average of that axis is generally just like straight. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, but generally it's straight. And my, my personal thought is that when the slope is negative, that's like what kind of depression is. And like you're all in a constant state of unhappiness, like your life's mm-hmm. getting worse and worse. You're not really improving. You have highs, but the highs aren't as, as high as your lows. And then kind of happiness is the opposite, which is like you have that short term fluctuation like, oh, I bought a new car. Oh, I, I don't know. I went on a run with some friends. Um, but there's always the long term as well. Like I'm improving my health. Like hey, I'm building I'm building something that, that could possibly create an impact. I'm constantly learning. Yeah. So it like kind of orients towards your long term goals. Okay, so how would you make the slope, like, more positive? Or, like, how could you, like, override the hedonic treadmill? I don't think you can. <laughs> I mean, all of us all of us have fluctuations. I, I'm, even the best of us, I know for sure, have, like, fluctuations. Like, I think even Elon Musk, when he's, like, out there, he's probably not, like, this is the best thing ever. Like, back in 2008, when his stuff was going to fail, I'm sure he was, like, like damn, I don't, this is a terrible position to be in. Um, but being said that, you can try to improve the slope, obviously, which kind of just consists of, like, just setting goals and working towards them and not just setting goals for the sake of setting goals but setting goals that are actually meaningful to you um and yeah just that's what it is and also like it's not just the long-term goals that matter it's how you get there as well so if your goal is to like i don't know impact the world but you do that by like i don't know working at goldman sachs which maybe for some people is fine but like i don't know working 12 hours a day and wearing yourself out like the short-term hedonia matters too Mm -hmm. and so like to maximize kind of eudaimonia in the long term but also be happy while you're getting there is like the kind of the kind of the formula both hedonia and eudaimonia mm-hmm. i feel like we can increase our like constant state of happiness by just like being grateful as well like just like it's, i feel like mindset is like so important and just by like treasuring the things you already have like realizing like you already have everything you need um and just understanding that everything you reach for is just kind of extra and it's like we're all like super blessed to like be alive and everything so I feel like once we maintain that mindset and, as you said, like find fulfillment in the long run, I feel like that could also improve our uh, state of happiness and our like mental health as well. 100%. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I say that all the time. Like, what is our worst case scenario? Like, realistically, right? Like, we go, I don't know, worst possible case scenario, we go work at like McDonald's, right? And mm. we're earning more than like still like 70, 80% of the entire population on earth. Okay, we're still yeah. living in a country that's like a first world country mm-hmm. yeah right? we're so, so lucky yeah. yeah i completely agree with you on that point yeah and in terms of happiness do you also think it's closely tied to working on what you love because um i know there's like the japanese term ikigai where it's like you're constantly happy by constantly working like 24 7 on what you love so uh that was my first question and also what do you how would you define working on what you love so, so the first question is just like, yeah, that's, that's exact. It's, it's, it's kind of, um, it's very similar to the, the whole thing of like maximizing eudaimonia and eudaimonia at the same mm-hmm. time, like working on something, but also working on something that you enjoy and is going to bring you fulfillment in the long term. Um, and the second thing is how, how do you set a goal, uh, mm-hmm. to, to increase that eudaimonia? Yeah. I think there has to be there's there's different desire there's like intrinsic then there's extrinsic desires yeah so an intrinsic desire that i have is like making my parents proud right Mm -hmm. which you can argue is extrinsic but for me it's like regardless of 
Like, regardless of external circumstances, I'm going to have that goal. Regardless of what happens, that's always going to be my goal, right? Yeah. And I think it's important to have that kind of drive. And for me, it's like, regardless of what the actual goal is, as long as my goal is working towards a place where my parents are proud, then that's, like, important, right? And that's the intrinsic motivation. And the extrinsic motivation is more like mimetic stuff and more like stuff like fame, like power, that kind of stuff that leads people to start startups or... Um, do that kind of stuff and that's not just extrinsic obviously it's not black or white like starting a startup could also be an intrinsic like as in like an altruistic kind of goal of like helping people um so generally like i think it's important to have both the intrinsic intrinsic and extrinsic and i I just think the best advice is just to like explore in terms of the extrinsic ones is surround yourself by people who who help you with the intrinsic goals and also make you happy with the kind of goals you're setting around them so surround yourself with people who are like, hey, I want to, I don't know, I want to change the world. Or I want to make my parents proud. And even if it's like a mimetic external desire, it is going to increase your uh, like quality of life and, and your happiness. Yeah. And then in terms of like the actual things that you do to get there, again, like exploration, just like, hey, this is interesting. I want to start a startup in the creator space. I, mm. I love the creator space. Let's see what's up. Yeah, yeah. fully agree. Um, and do you think your main driver in life is making your parents proud and just kind of reaching towards your potential like like what are what is your thought process when things are getting really tough and you have to push through like what keeps you going you know i'm human too so i, w- I also have those kind of troughs obviously yeah right? yeah but for me it's like that there's this there's this quote um that i heard a, a few years ago i forget who said it but it was like hell is looking at the version of what you could have become if you had mm-hmm. like utilized your entire potential right and so for me i don't want to i i need to just be utilizing my my full potential you know i've i've the potential to do so many things like i'm not i'm not an average person so why and if i wanted to do that i shouldn't be like just moping around and obviously this is like more of a conscious mindset and during the troughs it's like a lot it's a lot harder to motivate myself but in terms of like getting out of those troughs Mm -hmm. i think the main thing is just surrounding yourself by people um during the pandemic um it would I had like a period of three or four months where I wasn't necessarily I wasn't productive or I wasn't getting much done at all um and the best the solution for me that that worked and um I think would work for anyone is just moving or changing your environment one mm-hmm. and then two ideally changing your environment to a place where people are around you and people who are similarly motivated or or motivate you to do do good things because humans are very mimetic um and this is just an evolutionary thing of like being around being a medic to other people in your tribe basically just gave you higher chances of survival yeah um about how you want to fulfill like your potential in life what do you think is that potential like what is your dream life and could you describe your um the ideal version of yourself yeah so I'll just address the three things that I said, right? So one is retire my parents or be in a position where parents think I'm a good person and I have good values and am uh, utilizing what they give me like correctly. So I have money. Mm-hmm. Two is just happiness. That's that's internal as well as external uh, desire. And that's like money, uh, fame. Fr- I don't know if I want fame. Um, friends, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. And obviously eudaimonia. I don't know what I talked about. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the altruistic thing of... It's half altruistic. It's half ex, uh, extrinsic and half intrinsic of, like, 
um, impacting a lot of people. Um, and I think that'll just come from constantly working on, on something like the ideal version of myself is just someone who is someone who's surrounded by people I, I love mm-hmm. and like to be around. Yeah. Um, and in a position of comfort in terms of monetary, I could just be working on whatever I, I want to work on. And what I am working on is something that makes me happy and is working towards a place that um, does impact a lot of people. Yeah, that was an amazing answer. Um, and now we're actually going to take a quick break from the deep questions. Um, and I'm going to ask you three questions related to time management and self-improvement. Um, so the first one is, how do you manage your time? Is there a particular planning calendar and or organizational system that works best for you? I actually kind of suck at this. Like, I, I always <laughs> I always come up with systems. Okay. And then, like, two months later, the system would be gone. And I would spend so much time on the system. And so I think this isn't advice for everyone. But my the advice that just works for me is, like, I don't need a plan. Just, like, enjoy what you work on. And if you enjoy the things that you work on, you'll just properly allocate your time. Okay. And so, yeah, th- that's probably terrible advice for most people. But for me, it's like coming up with a plan and planning everything just doesn't work. It's just like okay. the best plan is just to work on things that you like to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like instead of spending time like thinking or like planning what you could do in the future, you just work on it like yeah, in the present. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering how you balance academics and uh, college with your other pursuits. Is there one that you prioritize more and why? Yeah, well, I, I, I have never uh, prioritized academics, and hopefully no one from, uh, no teachers ever listen to this, but <laughs> in, in high school, I probably spent, spent like three to five hours a week outside of school doing things, doing work, if that even, some weeks. Um, and then in university, I, I try to minimize the time I spend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, university has been a lot more valuable just because I go to Minerva, it's a lot much better than my high school yeah uh, it was a no-name public school in in like a uh, rural city of canada oh but no minerva's great um the the style of teaching and what you learn is a lot better so i do dedicate more time towards it yeah. um but i obviously prioritize things outside of university mm-hmm. just because i'm thinking like what what is where am i gonna go after university and i'm already thinking about that now and i can be working on that right now uh, I don't have mm. to wait until after university to do that. Um, and, like, that being said, I'm probably going to be maybe taking a, a gap year uh, uh, this, after this uh, upcoming semester. Uh, mm. Just because, yeah, I, I feel like there's there's certain other other goals I have in mind that will, uh, that will help me reach the goals that I have um, quicker. Uh, yeah. than if I were to stay in university for, for all four years. Yeah, and it's like, you can learn so fast by doing, instead of just like reading a textbook, right? Um, yeah. Um, how are you working on self-improvement? Are there specific skills or hobbies that you're investing your time into? Self-improvement is just a lot of self-awareness. Uh, it's awareness and then also um, understanding uh, the things you do need to be improving. So one thing is being aware, the other thing is knowing that it's not something that is good or something you should change um i think there's like this there's like this awareness scale uh i forget where i learned it from but it was like um unconsciously unaware uh it was like conscious uh consciously aware something it was it was was like this framework where essentially you start from like not knowing then you know 
but you don't know that it's bad. Then you know you know it's bad. Then you know when you're working on changing it. And then now you're subconsciously just good. Wow. So, like, the goal is just to be, like, you have to have the knowledge and, like, invest the time into, like, realizing that something is bad. Mm-hmm. And then, two, you have to, like, be aware enough to understand these things. Okay. And awareness is two things. It's just one, reflection and reflecting on, like, hey, like, how did other people react to that? Or was that the right thing for me to be doing in the long term? And then, two, mm-hmm. it's just talking to other people. You know, like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Especially people that you respect or, like, your, your friends that you really respect their opinions on and you just like talk to them and be like hey what do you think i could improve like hey what do you think about this and just like consult them uh for uh with different decisions in terms of hobbies i've i've invested a lot of time i I love playing poker Mm -hmm. um i love playing chess uh i love climbing gym yeah awesome okay so we're back from the break and i actually want to refer back to your previous point about how it's super important to surround yourself with like like like-minded people people you want to be around um so it's like the saying that you're the equivalent of the top few people you hang out with so what do you think is important in a relationship in general like what what factors bring together a like a close and genuine friendship in that way generally or for me um let me do both more generally i would say just having kind of the same values and enjoying spending time doing the same things um same values because that means you can have great conversations with each other and you'll enjoy this time that you spend with each other and then you guys enjoy doing the same things because i believe that um friendships or depth of friendships is forged by how much emotional uh connection or emotional um time you guys share i don't know if i'm explaining that the best way but like if you go on a hike and you like struggle through that hike both of you guys have that shared emotional experience that no one else has and you not kind of have that e- emotional connection um for me personally those values and things that i like to do um values are authenticity and being open-minded so authenticity is like just not beating around the bush like being straight like those are like the friends that i value the most just being completely straight uh mm-hmm. with the things that you say um and then open-minded like being able to have a conversation about anything yeah. and like just i'm a very rationalist person so I can talk about literally anything mm-hmm. in a very like um logical lens that's important to me um and then just being able to like sh- shoot the shit just like have fun that's always i yeah just not always having to like having an off switch you know just mm-hmm. being able to like yeah. mess around yeah for sure. um from the from the things i like to do side i think i already mentioned them but just like games and uh, i always love sporty stuff to do sporty stuff yeah well. So what do you admire most about yourself and what do you admire most about others? About myself, I would say I can iterate very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was telling you about the awareness cycle, I, I am not necessarily the best at, at introspection or like realizing, but I am, or personally, but I am good at like talking to other people and realizing those things for myself. And the time from when I become conscious to when I fix it is very quick. So my like my iter- my personal iteration cycle is like from from like customer feedback to like iterating on the MVP is like super quick, um, which is something that I think has uh, led me to like be uh, the person I am today. And then in okay. other people, I admire just being able to like just sit down and like do something that you really don't want to do. Oh yeah, like discipline. Like, yeah discipline discipline i think i think that is something that i that i lack um 
being able to sit down and do something that you don't want to do for like 12 hours straight just because yeah. you have to and i suck at that like i i i obviously no matter what you choose to do in your life there's always going to be like things that you just don't want to do even if like starting a startup is, is what you really want to do there's going to be parts that, of that that you yeah. really don't want to do and like those parts i i am not good at just because I, I i need yeah I, I that's why i really respect people who are like phds and mm-hmm. are eight were able to get Gosh. there just because like it's so so hard yeah it's so hard and mm-hmm. there's like, so much time just like sitting down and like just grinding through that so much discipline required to do that um, which mm-hmm. i i don't think i could ever do wow yeah um I also need to definitely develop a lot more discipline and this is kind of irrelevant but it's like the schooling system in China it's like what they learn to prepare for like the Gokhal which is like the university entrance exam a lot of it like they might not apply in the future but like the one skill they develop is discipline being able to study like all day um, and just like working on it no matter how much they hate it mm-hmm. um, what was the best time period or phase of your life it's always going to be recent. No matter when you ask me about life, it's always going to be recent. Like, if you asked me a year ago, it would be, like, probably some travel. Uh, me going to Jamaica, maybe, or some other experience of travel. Mm-hmm. You ask me now, and it's, like, just the, la- the first two or three weeks of Edify were a ton of fun. Because okay. every time I'm put in a new experience, I just feel uh-huh. like I've grown a lot more. Yeah. And I can make more out of it. Yeah. And I don't know, the, the first three, like, you were here. The first three weeks were just, it was yeah, just yeah. crazy. We, we were, like, having a ton of fun, like, every uh, night. Yeah, we were yeah. having yeah. sinks and stuff. We were having, uh, like, group lunches. And yeah. It was a different kind of vibe from from uh, the, the next uh, few months. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, like, it was really wholesome, too. Um, remember, the, remember the prank on yeah. Jeff? That was, that was, like, the height of that it. That was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved it, yeah. Um, what is your biggest fear in life and why? I don't have any fears. And it goes back to, like, what you you brought up with, like, what is the worst case scenario? Um, that's, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the simplest answer I could give. Like, literally anything could happen to me, and I'd still be more fortunate than most people out there. So it's like, anything else is a plus. It is what it is. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think for me, it's super interesting. I think it, like, it, it like, changes shape as you grow older. Like, for me, like, maybe if you asked me some time ago, I would have said, like, not working hard enough or not reaching my potential in life or, like, feeling that sense of regret that I didn't pursue something more with my life. Um, but I interviewed, like, our school's principal, Mrs. Byrne, and like her fear in life was like the death of a family member Mm. and when i heard that it's more like it's like when you grow older you realize that like what matters most it is like the your relationships like the the seemingly small things in life and i think like my answer now would be more closely aligned to hers which is super interesting uh was there a particular event uh in your life that kind of changed your worldview or perspectives on life say three events uh the first was tks the knowledge society that was that was definitely great um the two things that i learned from that were um like that my age doesn't matter to do things and like Mm. 
whatever you want to do in life, just go for it right now. Yeah. And also how important community is. Um, the second experience was uh, going to Jamaica on a missionary trip. Yeah. And that kind of developed the it is what it is worldview and kind of like just anything on top is, is a plus. Uh-huh. Um, and also kind of developed like a, a sense of altruism as well, just mm-hmm. seeing that. Um, and also kind of started developing my philosophy for like happiness because over there they had uh, I was I was doing missionary work in the slums um, I think it was Riverton I think it's called Uh, if I'm remembering correctly but like they were happy and like they had nothing yeah like they had absolutely nothing they were like more visibly happy than a lot of the people I see just like Uh randomly right right? and I was just thinking a lot about it and like why um, why it could be and then uh, the third thing was definitely edify um, at the start of this year, the first house. Um, I learned about, a lot about myself and probably grew more as a person than, than in, in quicker than I ever have. And like professional development as well. And that's also where I met, met my co-founder and learned a ton. I got good yeah. at development. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, around the same for me, actually, like for edify, like... I feel like one main change for me was I became more confident. And I think that's the main change, and I think that's pretty important. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, crazy. It's, like, in the U.S., we have so much. Like, so many of us have so much, but yet we're so unhappy. I feel like it's, like, a combination of, like, always, like, desiring more, like, seeing, um, like, setting unrealistic expectations based on social media and just prioritizing the wrong things. Like, the values, like, you value, like... I don't know, popularity or just seeking the respect of other people and just surrounding yourself with the wrong people it just becomes like a cycle yeah yeah so it's super interesting how you can have like nothing but you can be so so much happier than someone who has like so much more yeah yeah but what i thought it was was i thought it was related to maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah yeah exactly where like they what they had to worry about was like the basic needs like the very base of the pyramid mm-hmm. like food shelter that kind of stuff here people don't necessarily have to worry about that so they externalize their worry in a way where they're like kind of they, they need those self-esteem needs right and they can yeah. start thinking about that um yeah yeah that's crazy i actually made a video on this and i also talked about Maslow's hierarchy like i feel like it's like it's like once we like fulfill one one of the stages right we always want to move on to the next one and like the needs like right now they can be like so superficial or like you just like don't understand that you already have you've already fulfilled all of these like steps on the hierarchy and that like you, like you already have enough but it's like you constantly want more and what you want is like less fulfilling like maybe like in another country like they they want to prioritize like relationships and that's what they want they're seeking friends and once they get that it's like it's very fulfilling for them but now since we already have that we kind of overlook how how lucky we are to already have these like basic essentials and i feel like once we like kind of um travel <laughs> down the the hierarchy then we like realize oh like i have these necessities and even like food can bring you so much joy and it's like once you find gratitude in that way it's like super 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 nice no 100 percent yeah yeah um and last question if a million people were listening right now what advice would you tell them if a million people were listening i'll tell them to to give me a dollar first of all <laughs> and then i'll be a millionaire I just tell them to to have a bias towards action, meaning, like, just do what you want to do and, like, don't have any pressure for you to succeed. Mm -hmm. And that way you won't be super stressed 
and at the same time be working towards something that you want to work towards I mean it's very hard to give general advice but just like working towards happiness I think is is important yeah agreed that was really great and it was amazing talking to you um I really enjoyed this conversation so thank you so much for coming with me thank you yeah glad to be here Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, This episode is being uploaded a little late, but listening back on it, it's probably one of my favorites. Uh, Like Selene genuinely had so many good points and I was taking notes as I was listening again to this episode. So I hope you guys really took something out of it. I very much agree with his ideas on like happiness and fulfillment. Like you have to maximize for long run happiness, but also kind of be fulfilled and satisfied in the short term but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it and i hope you will have an incredible day bye everyone